0: Welcome to Together for Good, brought to you by Baptist Health Foundation of San Antonio. Together for Good exists to recognize and uplift the many people working together for the good of San Antonio and the surrounding communities. Now here's the host of Together for Good,
1: Cody Knowlton. Hello, everyone, and thank you again for joining us today on Together for Good, brought to you by Baptist Health Foundation of San Antonio. Baptist Health Foundation of San Antonio exists to honor our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and our Baptist heritage by providing needed funds for health-related programs at area nonprofits and churches. In 1 Peter 4:11, we read, If anyone speaks, they should do so as one who speaks of the very words of God. If anyone serves, they should do so with the strength that God provides so that in all things God may be praised through Jesus Christ. And to him be the glory and the power forever and ever. Amen. Well, one organization that's serving well and speaking the name of God in everything they do is a wonderful local nonprofit called iCare Care San Antonio. And we are so honored today to have Libby Bentley, the executive director of I Care San Antonio, with us in studio Libya has worked with the nonprofit organizations in Austin and San Antonio for over 20 years. She served as the executive director of iCare San Antonio for the last 14 years, focusing on building health care equity by expanding the center, which provided over $1.5 million worth of vision care in 2022. She has also been active in international outreach and is working on establishing a permanent eye care center in Peru. So I'd like to hear more about that. I've actually been to Peru, so I would love to hear more about that. We have had a wonderful relationship uh, from the foundation with Eye Care San Antonio since 2006. So we've known this organization for quite a while and known Libby for quite a while. So this is a really fun time to be with Libby, uh, given what we know and uh, what she does. So Libby, let's just start at the beginning here. What brought you to eye care and, and really to to the work uh, in the eye care field in general.
0: Well, thank you again for having me today. I really appreciate it. I, uh, I kind of got an interesting story. I grew up in, I'm a Navy brat, grew up in uh, mostly San Diego and went to school at USC and then went to a graduate program at Stanford and thought I wanted to get into producing things like this show. And it was during the Desert uh, War, the first one, Desert Storm, and my brother was serving, and so I was doing an internship, and we were really focusing on a lot of the soldiers that had gone away, and I decided at that point I really didn't want to be in media. I really wanted to do something that changed lives, and I started with my first non-profit gig uh, with
1: the American Diabetes Association about 25 years ago. Wow. Wow, well, 25 years ago. Time flies, doesn't it? Right. That is awesome. Well, how did Eye Care San Antonio start then?
0: So the mission of Eye Care San Antonio is to improve lives by providing complete eye care including surgical, optical, and medical care. And it started by a local doctor, Dr. Robert Rice, and his good friend Doug Radcliffe, who went on mission trips to Mexico. They had gone on about probably 50 mission trips before one of their friends said, "Why don't you do something local?" And they got together with some other folks and they formed the organization i care san antonio and the letter i it's not the organization spelled with the letter i not e-y-e it's a play on words and that i can make a difference and so that's how they started it's started slowly. Dr. Rice was having patients from Center Med come on a bus and he'd take care of all of them and then they would bus back to Center Med. And we started with our first clinic uh, on zar Zamora. We had about 10 volunteer doctors. And then 14 years ago, Haven for Hope invited us to come be one of the pillar partners. When they were talking about Haven for Hope and what they wanted to accomplish there, they went and toured all of the homeless campuses throughout the country. And the one thing they kept hearing was, we need vision care, we need vision care. And so when they got back from that tour, they invited a bunch of partners to come meet with them. And they realized that we were the right partner to establish a clinic there. So that's how we got started, and that's kind of where we are
1: today. Wow. So Dr. Rice and Dr. Ratcliffe were both practicing eye doctors. Well,
0: so Dr. Rice was a practicing
1: ophthalmologist, does mm-hmm. a lot of cataract surgery. But Doug Ratcliffe actually
0: uh, had a background in investment banking oh, and see. a money manager. And so they had both sides of the business, which was really neat. We've got the medical side. And then Doug uh, helped do the bylaws and all of the
1: other things you need to do to become a 501c3. Oh, wow. What We've, a great combination. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, so are all the eye care doctors volunteers?
0: They are. We have over 40 volunteer doctors. And I would love to say that I've been great about recruiting all these amazing doctors. But to be honest, I haven't recruited any of them. They've all recruited each other. And that's what's the coolest thing. We have six retina doctors that come on the first Saturday of each month in rotation and You just don't hear of that happening anywhere else, where you have these volunteer doctors taking a half day each month of their time to see charity patients.
1: Tell us, or give us a feel for the dollar amount that that represents, for those doctors to come in and volunteer what they're doing.
0: Yeah, so last year we donated over $1.4 million worth of care. When we started at Haven we Haven for Hope, we were donating about $250,000 worth of care, and so we've just grown exponentially. The way that we come around that number is we put a value if all of these patients had some type of health insurance. And so it's a Medicare reimbursement rate. So it's really a, a strong number.
1: Mm-hmm. What uh, are there, are there benefits or are there challenges or maybe both to having volunteer physicians, folks that, you know, they're not being paid to be there. Um, tell, tell us about the challenges you face with that.
0: You know, honestly, I can't think of one challenge. Um, they are the heartbeat of our organization. They are the most Dedicated, committed, kind doctors uh, I've ever met in my entire life. They are just really an unusual, special group, and they come with an open heart. What's interesting is we have optometrists and ophthalmologists, and in the professional world, if you will, sometimes those groups conflict a little bit, um, but at eye care, they welcome each other they respect each other they refer to each other it's just a really cool partnership
1: Hmm. so iCare is is centered right now at Haven for Hope so so talk about how how things happen there at Haven for Hope which is obviously there to meet the the needs of the homeless but obviously not all your clientele are homeless
0: Exactly, and that's really an important message to get out. That only about 15% of our patients are from Haven for Hope; 85% are throughout the community. And so, I welcome anyone that's listening that needs vision care to please go to our website, either www.icare and it's a letter I, carevision.org, and or they can call us at two one zero. Two two zero two three seven zero. We serve San Antonio and the 10 surrounding counties. We do everything from basic eye exams and glasses to cataract surgeries. We did over 70 cataract surgeries last year to detach retina, prosthetic eyes, cornea transplants. We really do full service care. And the way that you receive care is you have to go through an application process and our goal at iCare San Antonio is always to approve an applicant. And so if somebody applies and they might be missing some things, we don't just stamp it denied. We call them and say, hey, you're missing this document or this is outdated. Can you get this to us? Because we do. you have to qualify. You have to be 150% or below federal poverty guidelines. And, um, and of course, that number varies depending on how many household members you have. So our goal, if they need help, we'll help them complete the application, we'll tell them what they're missing, and then we'll set their first appointment, and it kind of goes from there.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I know being at Haven for Hope has been a blessing. Uh, it's a great location. It's, it's good space. I've seen it. I've been to it many, many times. But y'all have some exciting news where you're going to have another location. So tell us about that we do
0: have exciting news. So one of our challenges at Haven for Hope is that we only have 3,400 square feet. And when we have more than two doctors wanting to volunteer, we actually have to say to that third doctor, we can't have you come this day because we don't have space. And especially we really learned this a lot during COVID too, because our waiting room isn't very large. And so we, we really had to do the social distancing and And all of that. And as we were going through this kind of space congestion, a angel donor came to us and said, "Um, we've got some money to give you. What would you do with it? And we said we'd find a bigger space. And so that angel donor has given us um, enough funds to buy a building. Mm. So we purchased a building at 410 and Harry Wurzbach. And it's 15,000 square feet. Oh, wow. It's (laughs) exciting. That is exciting. We are renovating it, and the bottom floor is going to be all clinic. The top floor is going to have procedure rooms where we can do cataract surgeries. And it's also going to have a community center. So, for example, we know that, and diabetes is an epidemic in San Antonio, and we know that 50% of the folks that have diabetes will have some form of diabetic retinopathy. And any of you listeners, if you have diabetes, you should be getting an eye exam every year so that you can catch any diabetic retinopathy early. And so part of what we'd like to accomplish in this on the second floor of this new building is having a community center to do diabetic education, um, support groups, and really help get our patients more support so that they can help take care of their vision needs.
1: Hmm. Boy, what a wonderful blessing for an angel to just descend from the heavens exactly. and give you something like that. I know exactly where that building is, and I hear you've just put a sign up uh, saying this is coming. So if coming you're driving soon. along 410, you'll, you'll, start, you'll start seeing that. Boy, yeah. that's wonderful. What a, what a blessing to have not only a location on 410, but also your, your primary location down at, down at Haven for Hope. So, Now, iCare has a program for both children and seniors. So what are some specific needs or concerns these groups have?
0: So with children, we're really trying to catch kids early. And uh, by law, in Texas, children have to have their vision screened by the school nurse if they're in first, third, fifth, seventh grade or any transferring students. And that has to be done within the first 90 days of school. So you can imagine those school nurses are super stressed with having to do vision screenings, having to do all the medical paperwork and and make sure all the kids are immunized and everything as they start the school year. And, And also take care of kids that are sick at school. So what we are, we're a great resource for those school nurses that have kids that fail the vision screening and need help with an eye exam. So they get a direct referral from the school nurse. Last year we helped children from 98 different schools And we're lucky to have pediatric, we have two pediatric ophthalmologists on our volunteer team, Mm. and so they'll see those patients. So that's one specialty. And then across the other side are our seniors. And it's amazing how many seniors we have living in poverty, especially for folks between the ages of 55 and 64, before they qualify for Medicare, they'll start having some vision problems. And cataracts don't just come up when you're 65 and you have Medicare. Cataracts usually come a little earlier. And so for those patients, we um, can help them get cataract surgery. And cataract surgery is life-changing uh, because often when a family member has cataracts and they are technically legally blind, but once the cataract removed, obviously their vision gets um, back quite a bit but while they're suffering through the cataracts usually another family member is having to take care of them drive them make sure they um, are taking the proper medications making sure they don't fall so when we do cataract surgery we're actually providing independence to two people the person with the cataracts and the person who's been taking care of them
1: Wow. Well, I did not realize y'all did that. That's um, that's amazing. Yeah. That it's amazing. Well, before, uh, I want to hear more about this All-Star Eye program because I've been reading about that. But before that, uh, for those of you that are just joining us, uh, I'm here today with Libby Bentley, who is the executive director of Eye Care San Antonio. Eye Care is a full-service center providing eye care to those in need. Uh, They are located at uh, the the Haven for Hope campus, but soon to be located also out on uh, 410 and Harry Wurstbach. So, Libby, tell us about this All-Star Eye program.
0: So when we first got to Mm -hmm. Haven for Hope, um, we were approached by a a veteran that needed vision care. And we were a little bit confused because we thought all veterans received care at the VA. Veterans really only receive care at the VA in two ways. If they've served a certain amount of time or if their vision was the result of their service. So there's a lot of veterans out there who haven't served the the required amount of time or their vision problems aren't associated with their service. Another group are the spouses. So, for example, we were helping a, um, we were talking to a veteran and he actually did have VA benefits, but his wife didn't because they hadn't been married long enough for her to qualify for those benefits. So we realized there was this whole group of individuals who have served our country and were missing important vision care. So we launched the All-Star Eye Care for veterans and their families. And um, it's been really interesting because we'll ask a patient, are they a veteran? And they'll respond with, no, I only served two years. Well, even two years, you're a veteran. Um, But they associate that with receiving veteran benefits. So that's our goal is to fill that gap of care for our veterans who have served our country so bravely and for their families and provide them the complete eye care. So our goal with them is to turn around that that um, application process time even faster because that's the biggest complaint you'll hear from veterans is uh, when they're getting care uh, through the VA is the, the delay in services. So we're there to get the care
1: a lot faster boy thank y'all for supporting the veterans uh, you're, you're exactly right they've served us and now it's time for us to serve them mm-hmm. so boy way to go on that tell do you have a story Libby about uh, a client that you could share with us to kind of put put some uh, uh, some realness uh, to the work y'all are doing
0: a lot of our stories start sad and end really happy Um, One of my favorite stories is about a patient named Pam. And she came to us years ago after suffering years of domestic violence. And often domestic violence can be violence towards the face with the eyes. And she literally had an eye that was rotting. Um, And if I make the analogy for our listeners, it's like if you had a tooth and it never got fixed and it just kept rotting, it's just incredibly painful. Same thing happened with her eye. And it had no vision at all and it needed to be removed. And so we did an enucleation, um, which took away the pain, which is removal of the eye. And then we did a prosthetic eye replacement. And I... I wish I could show you a picture because she's beautiful. You can't tell the difference between the two eyes at all. She has her confidence back and, uh, and it's, she's just had an incredible journey. Another one of my most favorite stories is about a veteran who was living at the GI forum and he was a homeless veteran because he had been overpaid his benefits and, they um, then they started pulling back his benefits, which he then didn't have enough income to support himself. And he had bilateral cataracts. And so by giving him cataract surgery, he was able to get a job and uh, and support himself and move out of the GI forum. So mm-hmm. those are two of my favorite stories.
1: And I bet you have many more stories like that. And those are the stories that get you up every morning to do what you're doing. So... Thank you. Thank you for uh, for that. How did covid affect your work? You know, that's a question I love to ask our nonprofit community, because uh, you guys, um, along with many others, had to do di- had to do business a little differently. I mean, you were still the needs were still there, but your your fundraising was was halted. And uh, so tell us how things happened during covid and, and then what what lessons were learned and how you moved you know, out of covid and what's different now?
0: Wow, you know, when COVID first hit, um, a couple different things were going on. At the very beginning, they thought, and, and I, I believe this is still one of the diagnoses, is um, an eye that presents with conjunctivitis. And so that was an early warning sign of um, COVID. So that was really important for us to stay open and available to our patients, uh, to be on the front lines of helping to detect COVID. The second piece was our emergency rooms were getting flooded. And so we needed to do everything we could to take care of any vision problems during that time to make sure those patients, um, you know, with a detached retina or, or other eye problems were not flooding the emergency rooms. So it was really important that we stayed open and available for our patients because they had no other place to go. So that was our most important thing. And our doctors step up, you know, they just really step up. So some of the doctors started volunteering more days because we had to do the social distancing like everybody did. So we had to reduce our schedule. And so it was important for us to add days to this schedule. And our staff, our staff was amazing. Everybody was just 100% of there taking care of patients and providing the care that we needed to So. We did go through, you know, some funding challenges because we couldn't do special events because you couldn't have a large group gather. Um, but our individual donors and our churches and, um, and the city really stepped up to support us. So um, we pulled through in a, in a good place. Hmm. We're grateful.
1: Yeah. Well, it's a it's a testament to your great leadership, to your board's leadership. I mean, there was no textbook for how to manage, right? you know, Thank during you that. a, That's really a pandemic. Sweet. I mean, we as, as leaders, you know, we, we know there's going to come a day when a crisis is going to hit. And you think you might be ready for that. But nobody could have been ready for a pandemic uh, of this sort. So um, hats off to y'all and the entire non- nonprofit community for, for leading well uh, during this last uh, pandemic. I, I, we're, we're almost uh, getting close to uh, being done here, but I, I want to save time for the work y'all are doing in Peru. Tell, tell me about that.
0: So we join uh, forces with an international mission group called Medici- Medici- Medical Ministry International, and they are based out of Canada. And Dr. Rice is one of the team leaders for the ophthalmology mission trip to Peru, so every year at the end of July, beginning of August, we go for two weeks to a town called Arequipa. It's the um, second largest uh, city in Peru behind Lima. And it's it's uh, beautiful there. It's up in the mountains. So when it's really hot here, it's nice and cold there because it's their winter. And we do all ophthalmology, everything from pterygiums, which is like a It's really prevalent in South America. Uh, People also call it surfer eye. It looks like a a little blister on the eye. So we do those type of surgeries. We do basic eye care. We do, oh, they'll do 30 cataracts um, every other day. Um, And it just, it's a really, really neat experience. Uh, And they just need the care so much. So we'll see a total of about 400 patients a day. Wow. Yeah, you wow. get there, and they're lined up. They've been there waiting for three or four days. Goodness. And um, and you kind of feel like a rock star. Mm. It's really a cool, cool experience. There's, there's nothing better than international mission medical work.
1: Yeah, yeah. Thank you all for what you do internationally, and thank you for what you do locally. Goodness, you all are covering uh so many bases and 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 have this is this is part of y'all's dna i mean this isn't something y'all just woke up and started doing i mean dr rice as you mentioned has been doing this uh his whole career so uh thank you uh, so much for that well how can people help uh, i care libby i mean tell us about uh financial support or other uh possible ways for folks to help you
0: so First of all, we could always use funds. Mm. I mean, it's very expensive. Of course, we don't pay the doctors anything. But we have to pay for cleaning and lab fees and medical supplies. So, of course, that's really helpful. If they go to our website, www.icare, and it's the letter I, icarevision.org. Also, our listeners could uh, volunteer. We always need more volunteers. We're really blessed. And then... We really appreciate your prayers. We would not be where we are today doing the good work that we're doing without lots of prayers. And uh, we thank the viewers or the listeners for uh, giving this to us because we need them.
1: Well, that's awesome. That's awesome. How about I pray for you all today? I would love that. I can do that. Let's, Let's close in a word of prayer. Lord Jesus, thank you for this day. Thank you for I Care San Antonio, for Libby, her leadership, for Dr. Rice, who had the vision to start this wonderful nonprofit uh, that is doing great work here in San Antonio and internationally. We lift up their efforts for their new building, their efforts in Peru, Uh, for every client patient that uh, crosses their threshold, uh, that that person would be blessed, they'd be healed, uh, they'd be touched by you, Lord in a supernatural sort of way. And so we just continue to lift up the mission of Eye care and pray it would be all you need it to be. We love you. we just ask this in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Well, Libby, thank you for uh, taking time to share with us what I care is doing for the residents of this area. And thank you listeners for tuning in to our show today. We are always glad that you have joined us. You can catch our episodes anywhere you get your podcast, or by visiting Baptist health foundation of San Antonio's website that's bhfsa.org slash togetherforgood. We'll be back next week with another great conversation about health matters and the work of our nonprofits in the area. God bless and take care, everyone.
0: Thank you for tuning in today for Together for Good. We hope you've been encouraged, uplifted, and inspired. Until our next time together, may the Lord bless and keep you. And in all things, to God be the glory.